faux show. Episode 106, Wayne in with Travis Hartman. I am B-Money, the producer. That over there is Weekend Trav. This is the end of the year episode, folks. This is the third time we're doing an episode like this, Weekend Trav, where we go through our tops of the year. And what I mean by that, Weekend Trav, we're going to go through top money shots of the year, otherwise known as knockouts of the year. We're going to go fighter of the year. We're going to go fight of the year. We're going to go prospect breakout uh, uh, fight of the year, fighter of the year. we got a lot to cover, and we're just going to jump right and we can travel, first of all, attire looking great. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. This is post-holidays. You've probably seen this around New Year's, so happy New Year as well. But check that shirt out. Santa Claus has already come to town. Santa Claus. But there's also palm trees. This is a Floridian Santa Claus outfit. Yeah. We can travel. Had to go with that. And if you could tell, it was in the 30s, actually the 20s in Orlando. So we can travel has a little bit of a horse throat still. I think since my kid has been up to the walking age, I've been sick for eight weeks. It's not horse. It's <laughs> sultry and sexy. But we can try. We're going to jump right in. I want to jump right into what we deem as money shot. If I can get the noise there. Money shot of the year, otherwise known as knockout of the year. You see all these polls everywhere, ESPN, other places, what they thought was knockout of the year. We can try. We want to jump right in. And we have a few that we want to highlight, and we'll go back and forth. But I'm going to toss it to you first. Give me one of yours. I'll give you one of mine. We'll eventually get to what we think was the best. So I have a couple choices, but I'll say my first one. What? And this was because I don't think this guy gets enough love, but it was... Naoe Inoue versus Nonito Donaire 2. Mm. And the reason I chose it was it was pretty good. Um, it, the, the final knockout wasn't the best. It was, it was leading up to that knockout, the way he dropped him and staggered him like really weird-like. It was, it was pretty awesome. And the fact Nonito Donaire used to be a pound-for-pound pound number one. You know how hard that is to be a pound-for-pound pound number one? Donaire used to be that way. And the first fight against Inoue, they went the distance. So the second fight was a second round knockout. Mm-hmm. So that's why I chose that as I saw my number one. It's it's close up there as knockout of the year because of the importance of that fight, the caliber of those two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I chose it. It's a pretty good one too. So I'm gonna lob one out that I that we referenced last episode on episode 105, maybe 104. We talked about Chris Billum Smith, the gentleman out there across the pond. He knocked out this name we can't even pronounce. Armen Jing Jing Dong Jing Jing. I don't know. Round five knockout. This is an up-and-coming cruiserweight. He's gonna, it's setting him up for a title fight. It was a nasty knockout. Check out on YouTube. We have it on a short uh, video clip there as well. Uh, just solid overall. We don't want to take a lot of time with that because we need to narrow it down to where we're, our focus is here. Now, I don't think we've both come to a consensus, and that's fine for you at home. I love that, though. We want to show you different clips of all these things that were the top knockouts. Uh, uh, sorry, money shots. <laughs> Of the year. We can travel. What else do you got here? So this one, I think, is a lot of people think about this one. And I actually chose the lighter weight guys for, for my knockouts of the year, which is actually surprising. Mm. But it's also good for boxing. Was Lee Wood versus Mick Conlon. Ah, yeah, yeah. Holy crap. One, that was a big upset, too, mm-hmm. actually. And it was in the 12th round. Yep. And he knocked this dude out of the ring, even out. So, like, it was a great knockout. Potential fight. That is my, that's up there. Probably my number one. Knockout of the year. Okay, so you're at number one. I'm going to give you one that I don't think is number one, but it's up there. And that's one, Deontay Wilder. We've talked many times on the show about him. Deontay Wilder, first round knockout over Robert Hellenius, and that was back in October, October 15th to be exact. And you know we can travel. That was more or less 
reminding everybody of who Deontay Wilder is. That dude punches harder than anybody on this planet. We had already set him off to pasture, and he just wanted to remind folks, hey, heavyweight division? I'm still here. I might not have all the belts. I might not even get all the belts ever again, but I'm going to be a problem for people that they put in front of me. So that's not my top. Okay, but that's one of them. That's a good one. Do you have another one to talk about? Or you shall? know what? I really don't. Okay. I, I think, but but I know that I'm probably leaving out a lot of good ones. I re- I know that I am for for sure because I think this year we had a lot of spectacular knockouts. Like it's really this one. I actually hate this one because I know I'm leaving out a lot of good ones. And so I don't have one. But I. Well, we talk pre-production. It's tough because. Yeah. We're talking about things that are usually on a bigger stage. Yep. We know at local shows or regional shows, you're going to have a lot of ones that are just, oh my gosh, yep. moments. And unfortunately, they just don't get the sort of notoriety that a lot of these other ones. So, yes, we're working on a little bit of bias there, as most of these lists do. Uh, but sorry, uh, we, we just want names that you at home might also know as well or that you're listening to. If you're listening to us on the audio sources, tune into YouTube because we're going to try to put some clips in here of these different knockouts. So obviously you can't see that or hear that, but you can see it. Um, my number one, and correct me if I'm wrong. It was a nasty knockout. It was. And it was. from beginning to end and then afterwards, the antics afterwards. And this yeah. one, this is my top money shot of the year, knockout of the year. And that's Caleb Plant's knockout of Anthony Durrell, round nine. That was also on October 15th. The knockout itself was nasty, as you can see on the screen. But also afterwards, he was giving him the little yep. Undertaker shovel. Disrespectful. And I, and I told you last year on the same episode, on this on the end of the year show, I like it nasty. Yeah. I like it nasty. Yeah. And I do like my knockouts of the year and money shots nasty too. Are we still talking about boxing? Yes, only, we are only? still. We're only talking about But you know what? I like it. That was, even though that was yours, I think that's going to be, I, I will jump on board there with that. Even though Lee Wood versus Colin was a good one. That was very good. And here's, this is why though. Because you're exactly right. There's a lot of great knockouts all over. Even Chris Milton Smith was phenomenal yeah. knockout. The way he hit the guy, the way hit the ground. But the reason why I think Caleb Plant and Anthony Drill should be the knockout of the year consensus because of the level of competition of both, both of them. Both of them, yep. Because Anthony Drill is a former world champion. Yep. Caleb Plant, former world champion, lost to Canelo. His only loss, Canelo Alvarez. Yep. So would you never, and I say this all the time, but... You generally never see knockouts at elite level fights. You don't, unless the heavyweight division. Other than the heavyweight division, in elite level fights, it's very rare. So when you do see a knockout, it's special. Yeah. And you're right. That knockout, whew, I've never seen Anthony Drug get knocked out like that. No. So Ever. that so that's special. So if you, if you're in agreement, that is the Wayne with Travis Hartman 2022 with money shot of the year, the knockout of the year. That's Caleb Plant knocking out Anthony Durrell round nine back in October. Weekend Treff. Ooh, we started the show off with a bang. We sure did, dude. That was a bang. He he buried him. It was the Undertaker. Yeah. Now let's shift gears to upset of the year. Okay. So this could have, you know, some other kind of similar ramifications. I know you had some you want to talk about here. So let's go upset of the year. What was your upset of the year? Okay, my upset, I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you the runner-up first. Yep. My runner-up, I think you have to throw in there, and this is for Weekend Trav's predictions, I have to throw it in there, is Usyk beating Joshua. Okay. Because I think it is an upset. It was, because Joshua was favored in the first one, and I think Joshua Vegas Odds was favored in the second one, actually. I could be wrong on the second one, but I'm pretty sure he was a slight favorite on the second one, too. But I think that Usyk beating Anthony Joshua has got to be up there as one of the upsets, because, I mean, 
we thought Joshua was going to be kind of the next coming in the heavyweight division. We thought he was going to contend with uh, Tyson Fury. After he beat Vladimir Klitschko way back in the day to come onto the scene, we thought he was going to be the next coming. So I think it has to be up there a little bit. Talked about upset of the year. Usyk beating Joshua the first time. Not the second time, the first time. I, I took him big both upset. times. You did, you so did. I'm, and I was wrong both times. So I'm sitting on the sidelines on this one. Who yeah. is your actual upset of the year? I think everybody knows that has to be Bival beating yeah. Canelo. It was. Like, I know that we know that he bit off more than he can chew going up, fighting a guy like Bival, undefeated, light heavyweight, all that information. But listen, it was great. And it was upset of the year because he dominated him. Yeah. It wasn't like he squeaked by. No. He dominated yeah. him. He probably won nine rounds to three. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe eight to four if you, want, if you want to be very generous to Canelo. But I think upset of the year has to be Canelo losing to Bavall. Has think, to be. I think you're right. All right, let's switch gears again. Not too far off of this, but let's go to fight of the year. Contest of the year. Fight of the year. We can travel. I'll give you mine. There's a lot of them, folks. So there's a lot of fights you can really go through. Uh, but... When you look at kind of the full scheme of it, not just that the it was action packed, it was exciting fight, uh, not that it, you know there's back and forth, but also drama, also what it did for uh, uh, that uh, boxing. Uh, I don't want to call it division, but for women's boxing, my fight of the year weekend, Trav, is Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano back at Madison Square Garden back in April of 2022. This was a back-and-forth, 10-round split decision that went Katie Taylor's way, and a lot of folks might think otherwise, too. It was a very close card, very, very close card. But I think what this did to help catapult women's boxing as well, which we've mentioned before on the show, we hate calling it women's boxing. It's boxing. Yep. Uh, it's a, they're, they're all fighters here, but we think that helped put, the, put them on the stage as well as it showed fans, this crap is exciting yeah. too, okay? That was a great, great fight, top to bottom. I actually, I don't really have another option. I was going to go the exact same one. Bam. Because, and listen, this is why I did. I remember watching that fight. Going into that fight, I was just like, okay, you know, they're putting women main event at Madison Square Garden. I think they're just trying to push it on us again. Yeah, Jake Paul, you got Eddie Hearn promoting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, nah, I'm not joking when I watched that fight. I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Okay. So that's, it brought out the emotions and it also had the firepower because those girls were throwing. Yeah. Okay. Amanda Serrano can punch. And those middle rounds when we thought Katie Taylor was basically left for dead or she came battling through. It was impressive. It was a very, very solid, solid contest by the year. It's funny because last year I was looking at our prior uh, notes and also our prior episode. We both also agreed on the fight of the year last year and that was Memory Banks. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, three. Unequivocally. That was definitely last that year's. Was I think that last year's was more of a, a unanimous decision sure. for us because I think everybody in the world watched that fight and were like, holy crap, this is amazing. It had yeah. all the, they literally, that was a story. You couldn't even make a movie better than that where you stage it. That wasn't even staged, but, and those guys, the back and forth was amazing. But this for this year, though, for 2022, saying Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano being fight of the year, 
I don't think you're going to get many folks say, or, or many guys saying, oh, of course, yeah. because it's a women's fight. They're going to say that. No, no, dude. It was a good fight. No, it was, it was I'm a telling great fight. You, I'm a boxer my whole life. I'm a boxing fan more than anything. And I watched that fight and I was enthralled. I was engaged. And yeah. that's what you want. That's the that's the, the, the key demographic that you want to hit. You want people to be engaged. You want to be excited. You want them to be like, I want to, I want to see another one. I do. By the way, where's the rematch? Exactly. And I think it's coming this coming year. So you know very well, if you've listened to us for a long time or a short time, you know this is an equal opportunity platform. This is the number one beards, bourbon, and boxing podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park, specifically in a boxing gym on the second floor of said boxing gym in the podcast room shot on a Sunday or Monday. Today is actually Tuesday. Dropping on, maybe not this week, but dropping on. Normally Wednesday morning at 7.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In, in the, the world. world, very equal opportunity. There's no glass ceiling here. No, like we, and that's why I actually, I, you know, it's awesome because this was not talked about off no. air. We did not we didn't script come to an this. Agreement. I 100% do agree he has with you. his notes. I have my, my little, notes. I have my little MacBook Air notes here. Stupid Mac, but stupid Apple products, actually, not Mac. But anyway, Paper. I agree that I think, listen, was there a bunch, and that's, and that's not, well, people think that we're picking a women's boxing match because there's nothing else going on. There's BS. Going on. There was a ton going now, on. Maybe there was a lot of good The fights. case could be made, and you mentioned it on the knockout. You can meet Lee Wood, Michael Conlon is pretty close because that was definitely like back and forth. You think So I think that was a very, very good fight too. But I think overall, just the full picture of it, this to me is fight of the year. You're in agreement. No, there's no. I'm not going to fight that one. And I honestly, I don't even have a good runner-up. And that's not the... There's, no, there's, there's, a, lot there's a lot of good fights, but there's I, I don't know what else to but pick. Also, that one but, sticks out. Of but my but mind. there were also a lot of fights that weren't surprising. Yeah, that went. You know, when we talk like of Cambosis, Devin Haney, I don't think there was a lot of surprise with the way. Maybe the first one, but the second one, how it played yeah. out. So there were big time fights, but none that were just like, oh, I can't yeah. believe that. That was that was solid back in April. Both people put up a fight. Yeah, it, the the the. Just the gra the, the the gravity, gravity of that of fight, and sure. that was, and that's where you have to think about these fights. You can't just think about the actual fight. There was a lot of action packed fights. Correct. There was a lot of good fights. We're talking about the build up, the selling out of Madison Square Garden, a woman's fight, yeah. main event, and it delivered. Yeah. And people in that stadium, you don't see it often, but they were for women's fights. They were on their feet. Okay, they were on their feet, and it's that was, in my opinion, the most exciting. Not just women's fight. That was one of the most exciting fights in boxing in the world. And there was a couple other women's fights. Clarissa Shield versus Fanta Marshall. It was the build-up yeah. that was really big. This, I just don't think it delivered like but this. But this week. weekend, Trav, Madison Square Garden. Okay? Headlining Madison Square Garden. And it did well. We're looking forward to the second fight of that uh, of this uh, of these two with these two ladies coming to hopefully coming to bat next year. We shall see 2023. That was our 2022 fight of the year. We can travel. Let's move on. Let's talk about our breakout fight of the year. Sometimes people call this prospect of the year, but we like to expand a little bit. Who we think is going to really break out and shine. Maybe names you don't know, maybe names you do, but our breakout fighter of the year for 20 you know, basically for 2023, looking forward. But this year, who we think, hmm, he put his stamp, he or she put his stamp or her stamp on boxing. Let's see what they do next year. Let's see what they catapult into next year. Breakout fight of the year. I'll throw it to you first. So this guy only fought once, but I think his upside is huge. And I don't know why he only fought once. 
but I'm going to go with a guy named Jerron Boots Ennis. Okay. Okay, he's a welterweight. That yep. division is packed. You got Crawford and you got Errol Spence that run that division. However, he only fought once. Mm-hmm. But as a fighter myself, I see different things. Even though he didn't fight the level of competition of those guys, I think maybe he's not my number one. He's he's close, but that's my first throw out there is Jerron Boots Ennis right off the top of my head. That's who I was thinking about is my breakout fight of the year. Even though he only had one fight, that's okay. I get it. It's only one. He did only have one. I don't know why. I don't know what happened. Injuries, what? Promotions, what? But the dude can but fight. But it's a matter of who you think will make a splash yeah, next and year. I think it's him. And you think it's Boots Ennis. Good call. And I, I like that one. I think the welterweight division is going to open up because I think after Crawford and Spence fight, I think Crawford um, and I think Spence might end up moving up, actually. Probably. Because he's a big dude. Yeah. Or retire. One or the other. Because he's, he's had a pretty phenomenal career. Sure. He's had some injuries he dealt with because of the car wreck. Mm-hmm. He's had all of that. There's a lot more damage done on that guy than mm-hmm. most people at his point mm-hmm. in his career. Um, I think I think that Boots Ennis is going to have a pretty exciting year. Okay. Well, my breakout fight of the year candidate here, we can travel. And I know you don't like this one because typically when you get somebody that goes from the Olympic realm into the professional realm, it doesn't always turn out so great. Though Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall have made that case. I didn't know off air, but now I do remember now. I have to go with him because he looks like the full package with a few, you know, things that need to be worked out. Richard Torres Jr. Okay. Six foot two, 230 pounds, heavyweight. I knew it. 2020 silver medalist in the Olympics. He's currently 4-0 in the heavyweight division, all by knockout. The guy looks strong. The guy looks good. Okay, this all these knockouts came within three rounds. Yes, of course, he's going to be stacked against competition that's not very good. Obviously. I get that. But the guy has a killer mustache. And, <laughs> and he has like this old school AC Slater haircut from Saved by the Bell. So well, you, you know, know we you, love. Yeah, you know. We love. Though, but, we love. So Richard Torres Jr., and we, we, I say that in jest, but dude, dude's an animal. I've seen his gym workouts. I've seen his fights. He looks like the real deal. But here's what I think. I think if he can somehow cut down to cruiserweight because it's not really a deep division. There's not a lot of activity going on there. Very true. Dominate that a while. Get your name out there a little bit more. Really propel yourself. Now, I know that's a weight cut from where he's at, but I think he could roll that division pretty easily before maybe stepping in and being a smaller heavyweight. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't agree with that one. I think That's it's fine. too early to tell. But even though he's only 4-0, he's in gonna the heavyweight division next year. Well, if he jumped in the water, he wouldn't make a splash cuz he's, he's a big, a big dude. dude. But <laughs> you listen, you're not far off on him. I just think it's early. But in heavyweight division, even though he's only 4-0, you know, by the end of next year, he should he be he'll be close to ten or eleven. No, probably yeah. they're probably going to try to fight him as much as possible. So you could see a little bit. I think it's early. I think that for me, it's too early to give him prospect of the year. I think maybe the following year, if he's still undefeated after next year, twenty twenty three, maybe. I think you will um, like but, him more when you start looking at his amateur ranks, realizing that he went the hard way. I think I like him more based on his mustache. His mustache is awesome. awesome. But I also need him to grow a beard so he can join our podcast because we're the number one beards, bourbon, and boxing podcast in the world, Um, but in our demographic. But yeah, I think it's too early. That's all. 4-0 is too early for me, but I'm not saying you're wrong. Oh, he's going to break out. Last year, I did say you were wrong when you picked- um, I picked George Cambosas last year, so I was wrong. What what year did you pick the, the Puerto Rican, though? I thought that was last year. Which one? Xander Zayas? No. Oh, Berlanga was the Berlanga. year prior. Was it? Mm-hmm. Okay, it was just so early, I guess. But, okay. Then last year, Kim Bosas wasn't bad. 
Because he became no. he was undisputed still. Correct. Okay, but so it wasn't been, bad. Yeah, but still. It wasn't. I was riding the coattails on that one, but when I picked Berlanga, maybe he's not like the greatest thing since sliced bread, but Sucker has headline Madison Square Garden. He's like he's brought the 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 Puerto Rican community into it. I mean, it's so Xander Zayas was one you picked, and I agreed with that as well. Back to this was not last year, but the year prior is when we picked those guys. So we're doing okay. We're so doing I okay. said one more pick then. Okay. My, my first one was um, Jerome Boutinus, but I have another oh, one. Oh, you have two? Yeah. Okay. I only had the one. Xander Zayas. Okay. And that's my other pick. We're going back. Because I, he's there. He's because there. he's there. I think he, he hasn't really, he fought a decent level competition, but I think this year they need we're going to gonna see. Yeah, they need and to that's put why I a think real test. Jerome Boutinus, for sure, Xander Zayas, they're both right there. Yeah. I think they're going to be exciting. And the reason why I picked him, because... He's Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. He's got that following. Mm-hmm. And because of Berlanga falling flat on his face, mm-hmm. who was Puerto Rican, who had who headlined Madison Square Garden, but he now falling flat people on his face. It's just not oh, exciting. Oh, in my opinion, He's just not exciting. he was flat on his face a long time ago. But in my opinion, he fell flat on his face in that fight. That was my opinion. Okay. Because he won. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like And but he. This is where. But it was not exciting. No, it wasn't even that it was exciting. It, he was. He was he didn't more look exposed. He, he, didn't, he didn't look good. Yeah. To like the elite level. Well, we knew that. We we. Well, what I was hoping when I picked him two years ago was that because with enough time, too, and, with enough yeah. time, they would be able to like nope. shape him properly. No, nope, they didn't. They didn't. So I think those people that were following Berlanga. 100% are going to transition over, and yeah. they're like, oh, my God. Okay, Xander Zayas actually has the boxing ability. He's a gym animal. Has the has everything, has the work ethic, yep. has all of that. And I'm not saying Berlinga didn't have the work ethic. I think he probably worked out. I don't know. Do I don't know? know. I don't know. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't know. That's a question mark up in the air. But there's no question marks for me with Xander Zayas. Yeah. This guy, super talented, had an amateur career as well. Yep. I think that Drawn Boots Ennis and Xander Zayas have the ability to have a phenomenal year. You got to pick one. Who are you picking? I got to go with Jerron. Okay. I got to go with Boots Ennis. I just think he's got a higher upside too. But because he's Puerto Rican and they have a big, huge heritage of fighters with Miguel Cotto, with Felix Trinidad, and I think that he's going to have a big following. He's sure. going to get more of a platform than Jerome Boutin oh, as well. Yeah. That's the only reason I put him up there. Yeah. But I think talent-wise, um, Boutin is a little further along in his career sure. too. And that's why I think next year will be his bigger year. Yeah. And he's going to fight more than once. He will have to. If he yeah. wants to have a big year, he's going to fight two or three times next year. And 2023 – so 2023 is the Jordan year. It's 23, right? Ennis is going to have his Jordan year. Okay. He's going to have a phenomenal year next year. Hopefully we won't be waiting for the 4-5, the 45 Jordan year. <laughs> uh, okay, so so ladies and gentlemen, for our listeners, for our subscribers, if you're not subscribing yet to our content, please do so. Uh, if you're following us on YouTube, on Rumble, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, on you know all the different audio sources. Huh? I forgot. Of, of Money Shot, a knockout candidate. Well, we'll get to that then. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back. Okay. Yeah, but we'll circle okay. back. Okay, because I'll you know we'll throw some something else at people. This was the end of the year show. This is where we look at things in the past. We look at 2022 and we start to close the book on it, and we look forward to 2023. Before We're just turning the page. Before we look to 2023, and we can Trav's not prepared for this question. Tell me your other knockout. Tell me your other knockout that you forgot about. Oh, um, Crawford. 
Oh God! It was okay. a phenomenal knockout. Okay. okay, it was a phenomenal knockout. You can yes, say it was. Won. That was a phenomenal. I'm sorry, knockout. it's on all these ESPN lists and everything else because it just happened. That's why everyone's talking about it. But it was pretty phenomenal. It was good. No, it was pretty. Phenomenal. But it was expected. He should have done. I don't that. think it. He no, should have done that. I think he was supposed to go the distance with that guy because that guy goes the distance with everybody. Tough dude. The one no, punch because Crawford only goes the distance with you. Bang. Like, okay. Like that. Boom. That is the transition point. There. That's the transition point. Okay. Okay. So, you're not ready for this. The penultimate. What okay. are you, as a boxing fan, as a boxer yourself, you look at 2023, give me one thing. Only one. Don't give me this hedging yourself like, well, we got this, but it's kind of this. But okay. What's the one thing you're looking forward to in 2023 as a boxing enthusiast? Crawford Errol Spence getting made. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward because here's the deal. People complain about boxing over UFC because like, oh, the big fights happen in UFC because Dana White makes them happen. Big fights still have happened. We had a phenomenal year. I say we as like I'm a boxing. We, boxing had a phenomenal year. There was great fights. There was great knockouts. Listen, even though Jake Paul didn't knock on Anderson Silva, bro, that was a phenomenal fight. That fight... The only reason I didn't put it up there with the Katie Taylor Serrano fight because they're not... Jake Paul's not ingrained veteran professional boxer. I didn't put him up there because the importance of it was more on there. But that was a great fight. Which fight? Jake Paul versus Silva. Oh, that was on. a great fight. So my, But my point is, leading up to, to 2023, the big fights need to happen, and I think they do happen. A lot of them did happen still in 2022. But the one major thing that I'm looking forward to in 2023 is Terrence Crawford versus Errol Spence. And I predict without a single doubt in my mind it will happen in 2023. I'm gonna if give, it doesn't, it will never happen. I'm going to give you my one that I'm looking forward to for 2023, which will transition us into the the upper echelon, the the uh, coup de gras, or what what would be the, the the top of the top category that would be boxer of the year, like our MVP. But what I'm looking forward to in 2023, hopefully, is what I want to see: Devin Haney, Lomachenko. Uh, it's going to happen. I, 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 100% it's going to happen. So that transition into, and I will go first here. I like it. My boxer of the year, though I'm not a big fan of his, I would say is Devin Haney. He took down George Cambosis not once, but twice. He's the undisputed champion at lightweight, 135. Lomachenko looks like it should be set up to happen. Now he's a practice, uh, um, uh, Haney's a practicing Muslim, so he wants it to happen before Ramadan, which would be before the end of March. So we could possibly see what I want to see happen in 2023 prior to March. If they can get everything, if they can get the T's crossed and the dot, the I's dotted, we could see that blockbuster matchup and Devin Haney then possibly moving up to 140 from there. You know, so, so there's blockbuster. Oh, my gosh. So so that's what I'm looking forward to 2023. But that's also my 2022 Boxer of the Year is one Devin Haney, the undisputed 135 champ. That's your Boxer of the Year. Boxer of the Year. Nice. Well... I will let you know that that's my runner-up fighter okay. of the year. Good. It's actually like Devin Haney. because we didn't perfect. talk about this. We did it, and I actually, he's my, on my notes, he's my runner-up fighter of the year because he beat Cambosis not once but twice. And not only did he beat him once but twice, he went over to Australia and twice. beat him twice. The first time, he he didn't even want to go. The second time, he thought he would be able to get out of that, that uh, rematch clause and not go over there. He was like, you know what? F this. I'm going to go beat him on his home Convincing. again. And he did. Yeah. And if, if we go back to any of the podcast episodes, even two years ago, 
I say this to some of my fighters too, nobody believes me, and I've said this for a long time. I even said, you know what, we got to find that episode where we were talking about Ryan Garcia, mm-hmm. Tiafimo Lopez, Devin Haney, all those guys. And I said it on there. I still believe it. Devin Haney has the ability, his style yes. of fighting, how he fights, his smarts, all of that to run that division long term. And I think we're going to see that because I think he beats Lomachenko when they fight. I don't know if we and see I don't it. think a lot of people beat him. I don't think we see it long term only because he probably moves up. Um, even even if he beats Lomachenko. But who's in 140? Because I actually think Josh Taylor, who was my, I think, prospect or fighter, whatever, he was breakout, breakout last, breakout year. last yep. year, he's going to rematch Catterall at 140 in February, I think, or March. They, they postponed it. But anyway, he's going to rematch Catterall, which I still had him. You look at my thing. I still had him winning barely. But a lot of people thought Catterall won. That re- rightfully that so. That rematch has been shelved for a little while. Yes. But yeah. Rightfully, we had over 2,000 views on that. Awesome. But rightfully so, I think people could have thought Catterall won that. But Josh Taylor didn't have to rematch him, but I think it's the right thing to do. If you want to be a great fighter, you rematch. Because Floyd Mayweather fought um, Castillo yep. once. It was a very close fight. Rematching fight, very close again still. But he still rematched him yeah. and beat him yeah. Okay, twice. So I think great fighters are going to have this on the way up. Well, that will. Def- I think he's going to be a great. That'll fighter. definitely happen. That's fine. But Devin Haney is your runner-up. Okay, so I understand that. Uh, I think I don't think there's anyone that can really touch him. Lomachenko is like the litmus test, just because he's the name. Uh, Not but, even the name. He can fight though. But he's just man. I think his age really. You know. I don't know. We'll see. So that's mine. That's your runner-up. Who is your who's weekend trap? Travis Hartman. Who is your 2022? Boxer of the year. It's not a sexy pick. It's not a glamorous pick. But it's a pick that you have to pick. It's Bival, mm. Dimitri Bival. He beat Canelo, and then he followed it up by beating a young, undefeated Zerto Ramirez, mm-hmm. who was like 39 and 0 or something, and beat him handily. Right. And I don't think that Canelo wants that rematch. If he does it, props to Canelo for always reaching out to fight the best. But Bival's good. And I think that you can't take away from him what he did last year. He's a big-time fighter, and he fought two big-time fights. Big-time fights, and he won them both. So there you go. Easily. I think it's not the sexy pick. It's not the commercial pick. It's not the no, it is. pick. Actually, it is. It's, that's the sexy pick. Really? That's what everyone's I don't picking. think Bavall's sexy. But well, no. It's, well, who are these what, guys What are? I mean by sexy is like these guys an Anthony Joshua or a Tyson Fury or a Canelo Alvarez or, or Earl Spence. You, you could pick Earl Spence because he, he did phenomenal. Yeah. You could. So um, Bavall is just not the guy that but I think commercial. But he's not a commercial guy. No, he's guy. not a commercial guy, but it's name recognition because he beat Canelo Alvarez. Yeah. How he many guys? The There's not many guys I could say they've done that. No. So Floyd that, Mayweather. That being said, yes, early into Canelo's career, so twenty-four years old. Yeah, so yeah, Dimitri Bavall. I, I got to give it to him. I think that my hands are tied on this one. I don't even think that I had a choice. I think it has to be him. And the only reason that I don't pick Usyk, by the way, is because neither of us said his name. And and because I think it's clear that maybe Joshua wasn't the best ever. No. I think one hundred percent we could say Canelo. He's not the best ever, but I think Canelo without unequivocally is the face of boxing so mm-hmm. when you beat that guy you're pretty that's a big good thing that's so a big yes deal. that's why i didn't choose Us- Usyk. did phenomenal had a phenomenal year it's hard to discredit that yeah. but i just think i'm only discrediting it because i don't think well, joshua is who we thought i didn't was. pick him because i wasn't surprised yeah because you picked him yeah yeah but, but i think he beat him first of all he only fought the one time he, he beat him early or late last year 
to get, to win the the belts. Usyk, what they didn't they didn't fight twice in twenty. I thought it was only the once because the the war and all this other stuff. You you could be right. Anyways, actually. it doesn't matter. Either way, either yeah. My boxer of the year, Devin Haney. You are taking Dimitri Bivol. God. Both good picks, folks. But my runner up was Devin Haney. We didn't even talk about this, so that's very good. Yeah, that's B very Money's good. eye is really good. You're, so B Money's getting a lot better. So here's what I would say, folks. What did we get wrong? Comment below. Send us your feedback. Who do you think is the money shot knockout of the year? Who do you think is the boxer of the year, the fight of the year? What did we miss? What about the prospect or breakout fight of the year? Who are guys and gals we should be paying attention to leading into 2023? We want to know. This isn't me just trying to get hits and stuff like that. We actually want to know because we love to digest this stuff. We love to go in and pick apart fights and seek them out and and, and have content that you all want to hear and, and listen to and say, those guys are nuts or hell yeah, I agree with those guys. Comment below. Give us some feedback. We would love it. We love interacting with you all. We can travel. We've talked about what we're looking forward to 2023. Two potential fights here, which better happen, especially on your side, Crawford, Errol Spence. That better happen. If it doesn't happen in 23, it'll never happen. I'm tired of talking about it. We talked about it for three years. I'm telling you, it'll never happen. If it doesn't happen in 2023, it'll never happen. What else am I missing? We're talking about this? Oh, yeah. What we're drinking. All right. So we're going to wrap up the episode talking about the bourbon stuff. Okay. And this is for Dale. Because he likes to keep us accountable on what we what we do. Because since we say we're number one beard bourbon boxing, we got to talk about bourbon. We never talk about our beards. We don't very often. Not very well, often. We both have. But I use product. I mean, I, so, I use a certain do you? beard well, soap you know twice what? a week. And Where do you have beard products? I use zero products. This is all I do, natural. You know what? You know what? Go to YouTube. I'm going to put links natural. for my beard products there that I put in. Bingo. That, okay, there we go. That's going to bring the bourbon beards. But it's going to be about beards. That's going to be. I like it, dude. Okay, so we are drinking Rocky Mountain Stranahan's single barrel. This is a single malt whiskey. Um, hold on. Rip remember this. this fact, too. When we talk about a lot of stuff, guys, remember we've said this before that not every bourbon is created equally. No. They so, have barrel select, single barrel matters. Which this is. This is also a barrel select for talk of the town restaurants. I don't yes. know if it's specific to like a certain name of the restaurant. Is that the name of the restaurant? So yes. it's So talk of the town restaurant is a group that was founded in 1974 by a father and son team of Charlie and Rod Woodsby. Talk of the town restaurants encompasses six restaurants in central Florida, including Charlie Steakhouse, oh, yeah, yeah. Fish Bones, yep. Texas Cattle Company, and Vito's Chop House. Oh, very good. Amazing. Yeah. Dang, we should we should drink this there. I, I know. Oh, no. Um so we're gonna rate it. This is yeah, I, I haven't I've been just been drinking it like not even really paying attention. And you know what? That's usually a good sign. Because I think if you watch our episode 105, whatever we were drinking, the whole time I would sip it, I'd be like, oh, it was this. Oh, it was that. Ugh. It was, it was St. Augustine. put that back we're there. It was gross. Um, we got a bad batch. So here. this, from Denver, Colorado, we want to make sure we're giving the highlights to Strand Hands, Rocky Mountain Strand Hands. Uh, talk of the town restaurants. Thank you very much for this bottle. Um, <clears throat> mm, okay. Let me wet my whistle. Wet your whistle. That's what she said. Actually, she didn't. <laughs> wow, that's really good. So, as I, always, I, I always have a, a little bit of ice in there. I let it kind of blend into it. Uh, so, I don't I don't like taking things neat. Um, as you know, he likes them nasty. Yeah. As so, he said at the very beginning of the podcast. So, this is barrel-aged five years, three months, according to the label. Uh, Made in limited runs at the Stranahan's Distillery. I'm trying to get the notes. I don't think I've ever had a... Have we ever had on the show something from Colorado? I don't think we have. We may have. We've done this for 106 episodes. 106. We've, that's a lot. 
which is like we're probably getting close to triple digit bourbons that we've tried bourbons and whiskeys because this is a whiskey we've doubled up on a lot but yeah we have we've definitely gone over 50 for sure for sure we're um, getting up there. We can trav. I'll rate. I'll rate proof. mine. So we always rate it zero to ten boxing gloves. Mm-hmm. Obviously, ten boxing gloves being like the best ever. Which you can't rate anything ten. No, and we've can't. only had the. We've had what, what? What was our highest rating? Probably Blanton's. I it would was, think, and that was what barely over an eight. And typically, what, what happens with Blanton's is because it's it's hard to like get your hands on anyway. So that kind of bumps the number up. Taste wise, this is very good. I wouldn't say there's anything that's like jumping out there's not like a vanilla note there's not like um there's not like anything that's really like standing out other than the fact that it just tastes smooth and it's good I'm it's trying to taste like I'm, I'm trying to, there's yeah. a little bit of a bite on it but not much not enough to where it's like too bit like no if you just like drinking whiskey you're gonna enjoy this it's an enjoyable beverage huh what's your rating me money zero to ten i'm gonna give this um it's gonna be on my higher my end. Notes. It's gonna be my higher end. I'm gonna give it a seven nine, which is super high for me. Super high. I'm trying a little method right now that I don't ever do, mm-hmm. but I'm trying it. Now you've gone through a three point process with us, and I think the three points change every time you mention them. They do. It's usually it's somewhere around the rims how I feel. How it tastes. Mm-hmm. And I forget the third. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty good. Tastes pretty good. Mm-hmm. Forget the third. Whatever the third is, I don't even mm-hmm. know. But it probably matters. Um, I couldn't even start with you on price point or anything because I have no idea. Yeah, no, we don't because this Talk of the Town restaurant group was amazing. And they let us try this stuff. Goodness, I don't know what I taste. That's what I'm, I'm trying. I know my rating, but I'm just trying to figure out what I taste, and I don't know yet. You like it because it's sterile. It's, <laughs> st- it's, st- it's sterile, and you like the taste. It's a little better than that, but uh, I'm trying. Like, I have a little bit of a oh, cold some. or something. There's some vanilla that yeah, I've that's had. Probably gonna be tough for you to. Really I know that's why I'm trying to really focus in there on. It. Is, so there is a little. There's a very minimal on the back end, a little minimal on the sweetness factor. Not overpowering at all, so I don't want you to think that if you're listening to us. Um, but it's smooth. It's smooth. You get a little heat, and then you get kind of that sweetness factor on the on the final. I can't. I can't. On do the it. nose. So you did a seven nine. Which is very high for me. I know, and I didn't think you were going to go that high. So. I got to go with what I already had in my mind, and I was going to a 7.8, which is very high. Very I only high got too. an 8.0. This is one of our best. Yeah, so I'm going to go 7.8. So we're going I s- wanted to do a 7.9, but since you already did a 7.9, I wasn't going to go the exact same. So I'm going 7.8. Not an echo chamber. But I know that's why I had to do something different. So 7.8. But seven, I, highly do, I highly recommend this, and we've had tons of bourbons that we don't recommend. Tons. And so what were all the restaurant I chains? I, I heard Vito's. Uh, and did you say? Um, so it's it has six restaurants yep. in Central Florida. Um, Talk of the Towns. Um, Charlie's Steakhouse. Charlie's is very good. I've never had any of these, and I'm going to try I've gone them. to Charlie's. Um, Charlie's Steakhouse. Fish Bones. Fish Bones have gone. It's very good, too. Texas Cattle Company. Nope. Vito's Chop House. Vito's have been, too. That's only four, so I don't know. Maybe there's like two well, of pro- those. They, they might Talk have a, the there's other, there's other locations of, of definitely Fish Bones. Go support. 
Go support Fish and bones. ask for Rocky yes. Mountain Stranahan single barrel uh, of the talk of the towns. Um, and it's a family-owned business, and I love that. They started it in 1974. Very good. I love that. And um, I believe something about their at their, their – they have a really, really nice one over in um, Tampa, I believe it is, or Clearwater area. And I believe that they um, they grew all that in-house, and I think it's um, it's wood-fired, I believe, is why it kind of separates them from the different people. So we can like even so there's a Vito's on International Drive here in Orlando. Yep, Charlie's, yep. I think there is. I think it's down there too. Um, but I've been I've You're been correct. to both. They're I've very either. And it's also the ambiance. I think Vito's has more of. I might confuse Charlie's and Vito's on this one, so I apologize. One of them has kind of like like that darker Chicago type atmosphere when you go in. It's it's just a cool setup. So I don't know. Go support them. This is very good. If you go to one of those restaurants, I ask recommend for, it. If you drink a whiskey, go for it because this is super, super good. Uh, 785 on the boxing glove scale. Uh, that's from us here at Wayne and with Travis Hartman. We can try final thoughts. Episode 106, end of the year. Oh, my gosh. What a year. It's been a great year. Has there not been a year since we started doing this? We're on episode 106. Okay. Oh, my. That blows my mind. Mm-hmm. So this is our third year ender, right? Mm-hmm. I, I haven't not one time yet have I said uh, it was a ho hum year, but I promise you, if we have a ho, I will say it. It wasn't. It was a great year. We tried some awesome bourbons. We created a bourbon room. We did a lot of different stuff with the podcast. I grew and, hair and B money. You, if you look at some of our early podcasts, he had a shaved head. Yeah. If you thought that he shaved his head because he was going bald. You yeah. would be wrong. Yeah. His hair is amazing. This is not because of He's him. got a good hairline. This isn't because of hims or Rogaine. <laughs> B-Money's got a good hairline, okay? Let's just put that out there. He's got a good hairline. So I would love to say for all those people that celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas, mm-hmm. Happy Holidays, whatever. I wouldn't be offended if you came up to me and said Happy Hanukkah. If you said anything else, I wouldn't be offended. I appreciate Happy people Kwanzaa. wishing me the best. Yeah. Okay, so I'm never offended. No matter what you say, you could come on our podcast. Happy and, Festivus. And, and a Festivus for the, for the rest, rest of us. us. I have no serious grievances to air to the boxing world in 2022. Okay. I do to other people, but... But for boxing world. Yeah. I don't really have that many because I think we had some pretty awesome stuff. There were some fights that didn't happen that we wanted to, but there were some also fights that happened that we didn't know that were going to happen that would be phenomenal. It was a good year. For, so it was a yeah. great year. Like, I think it was a great year. Uh, so I'm looking forward to 2023. I'm looking forward to the Jordan year for all of us here at Weighing In with Travis Hartman. Yep. And I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas mm-hmm. and a Happy New Year. And a Happy New Year. I echo the same. This is the echo chamber part. Happy New Year to everybody that's listening to my voice and Weekend Trav's voice. We do appreciate the support from all of our subscribers and followers and listeners. If you have yet to subscribe, please do so because that just helps us. It helps our metrics, helps us feel good. Like, oh, we're actually making a difference or at least people enjoy hearing us or maybe hate it so much that you subscribe so you can just blast us. Fine with that too. But just the fact that... We enjoy spending time with one another. This is one of my best buddies here. We just have a good time drinking, talking boxing, talking life, uh, which we, we've kind of gravitated away from, which <laughs> helps shorten the episodes a bit. But you know um, what? I got to add in real fast yeah. that our podcast in 2022 has grown more than it's grown yeah, ever. Percentage-wise, our doing great. views are up. And it's our subscribers I mean, are up. Like, I appreciate it. 
We definitely do. So I appreciate all of you all listening to us. I'm looking forward to 2023. Um, you know, my mindset of things in, in the past year has definitely changed and switched from where it had been prior. And so I really look forward to not necessarily only the future, but also every day and every moment. So I, I appreciate today. And then as we enter tomorrow, I'll, enter, I'll appreciate tomorrow. But to me, that's the real focus, folks, is focus on the daily where are you at with one another? Connectivity. We're all connected in some way, shape, or form. So that being said, we can Trav. Here's to 2022 and to a great 2023. Happy New Year. We appreciate all of y'all subscribers. Subscribe below. That there is We Can Trav. That there is B-Money, a.k.a. Producer, a.k.a. guy who has got a really nice hairline and really nice hair, and he's not bald. He just shaved it for the fun of it. Absolutely. Amen. God bless. God bless.